Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 21st of the 12th, 2022. We are on the downward slide to the Christmas holidays. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about business and markets until we get to that break come Friday. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, that was quite the snapback for the local market today. Why? Yeah, uh, good question. I'm going to go and say uh, probably two factors. Uh, we saw Nike with some pretty decent earnings out after the uh, closing bell on Wall Street. So that definitely acted to go and help boost US futures today in Asia and just wafty thin volumes. Uh, there's not a lot of activity out there at the moment. Uh, and just like yesterday, uh, weak liquidity contributed to that big decline that we saw. Snapping back today pretty much by the same margin. Yeah. So uh, to your point, yesterday we were down by about as much as we lifted today. For those of you who have not had your eyes glued to the screen, let me tell you that we did finish um, up by uh, one point. Come on, page refresh, 1.29% to be exact at 7,115. That brings our week to date losses, still a loss to about half of 1%. Two trading days left, though, in this week before the break. We'll see what happens. To your point, though, U.S. earnings are starting to trickle in. FedEx initially was, um, you know, bad news, talking about waning demand. Um, But its share price actually didn't get hammered, I don't think, as much as it could have because, A, uh, we have been expecting to hear that kind of commentary coming from companies, and B, because it's you know really trying to get costs under control to address some of the weakness that it's seeing on the demand side of the equation. But when it comes to Nike, beat estimates, boosted by discounts and promotions, also talking about weakness in China, still those, those shares did surge. So, yeah, Scotty, that's going to be a real focal point in the new year, U.S. earnings and to see how the market reacts to any whiff of a disappointment or a beat. Yeah, beats uh, amongst those laggards such as FedEx. Uh, the numbers out today were pretty woeful still compared to uh, what we've seen in recent years. But, uh, yeah, that just shows you that that particular stock, a lot of bad news being priced in. I'm not sure you can say that across the uh, the whole gambit, though, of the U.S. equity universe. And that's, of course, where the risk lies, that we might go and get more FedEx kind of results coming through where – just uh, big, big misses to the downside and really reflective of what looks to be deteriorating uh, economic backdrop. But the, again, you're going to put uh, Nike's earnings together as well. Yes, not as strong as what we've seen previously, but still very, very uh, decent results, all things considered. Yeah, it's so interesting to me watching the China story un- evolve, uh, unfold, really. And that is COVID zero. It's what everybody wanted. We wanted China to get rid of its COVID zero policy. But now the world is watching on with a bit of concern as we get reports of rising COVID cases, hospitals being overwhelmed, you know, some reports that funeral parlors are being overwhelmed at whether or not 
you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I don't know. There have been some pretty uh, horrific headlines coming from some sort of, under, uh, you know, unauthoritative, I'd say, news um, reports. But, you know, the, the key remains that China's reopening is not going to be smooth. Um, but when you think about stimulus, I mean, I had a conversation with Dermot Ryan from Renaissance Asset Management to start the day today, and he's really fading some of those iron ore miners, uh, those that are linked to the China opening, but linked to the China reopening and stimulus when it comes to building things, property in particular. Uh, instead, you know, he's looking to actually add gold to the portfolio. And I got to say, gold miners were one of the real strong suits through the day today as well. Yeah, it's uh, it all seems a bit simplistic. I've got to say, at, uh, the, at the top line level, uh, at the moment when you're going to see what markets are moving off uh, weakness in the US dollar, caused by that dramatic uh, move there from the Bank of Japan yesterday with the yield curve control, uh, seems to have just kind of filtered through to anything commodity related, and uh, including the iron ore miners. But uh, as you mentioned, gold really up and about today. We've seen that a lot though, and then uh, doesn't really stick. So we'll uh, we'll see how long this latest renaissance lasts, but. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again, when you look at where the US dollar is, it looks like it's peaked now for this cycle and uh, real yields are probably pretty close to the end as well. Those two factors combined mean that you know, if you're looking for a, a non-yielding asset uh, that could potentially go and benefit in a change of uh, pivoting from central banks, maybe gold is it. Well, gold, in keeping with the theme, Evolution Mining was the stock of the day. Carl Capolinga from Think Markets and Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities. Take a look at Evolution Mining. And look, guys, if you like charts, if you like technical analysis, listen into this. But today's episode of The Call is for you. Listen in. I think in uh, macro, micro crypto as a buy, uh, and I'm happy to reiterate that today, but this one more of a turnaround place. So you can see my long-term downtrend is being challenged and uh, through that traffic light system, we're starting to change that model. And because of the short-term uh, uptrend and the strength of that, I'm, I'm uh, able based upon my model to go a buy on this one. I also like Evolution. We're buying more of that um, today on, on the, the upside break, uh, the $3 upside break um, for our clients today. So that is a double buy, Scotty. Uh, that uh, stock will be put to the investment committee when they meet again in February. They, like the RBA, have a bit of a break in January. And if you'd like to know why and how Dermot Ryan is adding gold to the portfolio for 2023, you can also listen to that interview via the show notes. Uh, look, when we think about uh, global equities, um, Bob Desmond from Claremont Global comes to my mind. I know you had a conversation with him. Uh, did he give you any early expectations as to what we could see potentially in these quarterly earnings coming up? He's feeling pretty optimistic about valuations and uh, opportunities for the first time in a long time. Uh, no surprise, he was uh, pretty chipper. Uh, I think he's almost in holiday mode as well. I went and told him that Nike was uh, up about 10% in after hours trade. And uh, he was uh, he was chipper about that because it's a key uh, holding in the Claremont portfolio. I think uh, very happy about that. Gave us some details as to why he likes that. And, and more broadly, just some really simple advice to go and overcome all this you know, noise, uncertainty that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And just how to go and make consistent returns, spot the right companies that are likely to go and succeed over the long run sit back and relax. And uh, yeah, he looked like he was doing that today. Well, that's nice to hear that he's relaxed. Good guy. And I suppose the last time we'll speak to him before 2022. 
Um, look, it's not a huge company, Scuddy, but we did have yet another downgrade coming through today. A significant one from a tech company that used to be known as um, MyNet, MyNet Phone. It's now um, Symbio. And it came out and it's downgraded to the tune of 25%. And that is since it updated the market and reaffirmed guidance in November, talking about the rapidly evolving global environment, pointing to U.S. tech that is actually handing back some of its technology because it you know, bought a lot in COVID when everybody was wor working from home and it's now returning some of that. Um, so look, I had a chat with Luke Winchester and the small caps who basically said, you know, this is just a harbinger of things to come. But don't be too tempted. You know, a lot of people would see that share price, which is already down 60% this year and think, oh, maybe there's some good value in there. He said, you need to do your research, your due diligence, because it could be cheap. But, you know, if this is going to be a long drawn out cycle, if there's something more fundamental with the business, you do have to be very, very cautious. Another company, Scuddy, you know, this is following on from some of these profit downgrades yesterday that went into a trading halt ahead of an update in terms of guidance was early pay. Um, it's not buy now, pay later. It changed his name in that frenzy, even though it's more of a credit provider. Um, so yeah, there, there are some cracks starting to appear here locally with some of our companies ahead of reporting season. Mm -hmm. No surprise either. Uh, this is the whole idea about what monetary policy tightening is about. And uh, this is the other uh, byproduct. Yeah. Okay. So we will continue to watch those companies because, you know, there's a chance in the next couple of days that we'll get more of these uh, trading updates, profit warnings, we often call them. Do you think that uh, we might get some coming through Friday at, you know, 3 o'clock, 3.30? Not that I'm cynical at all. Are you? Oh, wait. Have you met, Scotty? What do you think? Oh. Oh, look, I'm, I'm going for aftermarket close on uh, on Friday night, you know, 6 o'clock, something along those lines. They Probably wouldn't going dare. Some real horrendous <laughs> results. Oh, no, I've seen it before. Uh, and uh, what we're talking about here is taking out the trash. I've talked about it a bit on the other podcast this week, and I finally wrote about it in my view today. It's, uh, yeah, just wait for some, uh, there's going to be some prangs and some significant car crashes. And uh, yeah, I can tell you one thing, uh, with, there's not much news around, uh, you've got some, uh, some pretty woeful results out, us journalists are going to go and leap all over it because we're looking to go and fill out bulletins and everything else and uh, yeah, be warned. Well, I will say that we've got um, a report in the fin just now that James Hardy is cutting hundreds of jobs globally, making workers redundant before Christmas. It's calling it a perfect storm of falling demand and soaring costs. And I will say that's an exclusive in the AFR. But we had some skilled jobs vacancies reports at today from the ABS. Did you have a, a deep look at that, Scuddy, or any, any thoughts? Uh, honestly, I saw the email and I just went straight past it. Uh, I think the trend in uh, job advertisements and vacancies is now well and truly uh, established that we're starting to go and see an unwinder. So I didn't go and look, I gather. Uh, there might be a bit of month-to-month -month well, noise. I but uh, you in, in that one, Scotty, because to be completely involved. honest, I hadn't looked at that skilled jobs vacancies report either. So my bad. Uh, look, uh, other than that, we had Origin Energy saying that it has extended its due diligence for the takeover by that Brookfield Consortium. 
takeover. We had um, Imogene up by about 7% on no news that I could see. Otherwise, we saw TPG Telecom really hammered. We had the ACCC rejecting that uh, network sharing um, you know, proposal that was on the table between it and Telstra. Telstra says that it will appeal that decision to block that network sharing agreement with TPG. But both of those companies, a share price suffered off the back of that. Um, Scotty, what, if anything, are we expecting to come through in the U.S. tonight? I mean, it was interesting to see that snapback in the wake of that surprise Bank of Japan move yesterday in terms of yield curve control. I had a number of interesting conversations about that one today. What's your sort of evolution of your thinking on that front uh, after your conversations that you had? I know you had a good chat with Marty Wetton from Commonwealth Bank today. Uh, it's significant, and uh, particularly from a bond market perspective, uh, the anchoring of, uh, of, of yields we've seen. Now, you go look at uh, on Twitter and uh, a variety of other social media sites at the moment, and uh, you'll be able to go and see that the, uh, the stock, the, uh, the total amount of negatively yielding debt that was out there has been more than halved in the space of 24 hours. And this is all flows through to borrowing costs, uh, fiscal policies, and of course, uh, I know capital allocation as well. So Marty had a great, uh, great insight there as to the mechanics behind what it was that BOG did, and then also what the implications are for investors. So I encourage you to go and uh, have a watch of that interview. It was a great one up online now. Yeah, I also spoke with uh, Richard Howard uh, from Howard Capital about the BOJ's move as well, and we talked about a little, uh, you know, how that could pressure liquidity, pull liquidity through 2023. So yeah, worthwhile doing a bit of your research on that. We did see the yen holding on to some of those gains, as uh, yeah, that BOJ surprise move was digested and continues to be digested by markets. Okay, tonight we get a bit of uh, housing data out of the U.S. So existing home sales, and we get a weekly MBA mortgage application data report, which I thought was really interesting last week because we actually saw mortgage applications rise, even as we have rate hikes coming through. We get to quarterly account balance and the conference board consumer confidence index. So we'll have a little bit of data out of the states to chew over tomorrow morning. Um, Scotty, tomorrow, look, you'll be speaking with James Whalen. You'll get some ETFs for 2023. I, I know that's happening. Um, David Lennox will be joining us from yeah, Fat Profits. Yeah, core portfolio. Yeah, go. Yeah, I was going to say core portfolio holdings you need uh, for 2023. So that's a task I've gone and set uh, James, and he's uh, screwing away in the background now trying mm -hmm. to go and get the three that he's, uh, you know, aggregate he's putting his clients into next year. Okay, well, next year my focus will be on my core. My core portfolio, yes, but my core <laughs> as well, I decided today. Um, we'll be speaking, as I said, to David Lennox. Um, we'll also be speaking um, with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Great guests coming up. And at 1.10, I'll be speaking with the CEO of Critical Resources, which had an announcement in it yesterday and is doing pretty well in the space. Uh, so look, Scotty, that's sort of the day that was. Just to reiterate, as we are recording this podcast, I'm watching uh, E-minis in New York hire both S&P and NASDAQ. E-minis in the Asian region, a bit of a mixed performance coming through. The Hang Seng is positive, but selling happening in mainland China markets. But our local market up by 1.3%, 7,115. Have I missed anything? No, but the internet vacancy index uh, fell by 3.4% in seasonally adjusted terms in November, but it's still up 62.3% over the, uh, the course of the pandemic era. That is perspective. We'll leave you with that. Scotty, have a good night. You too. See you tomorrow.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.